This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. The magic of the FA Cup, the third round in particular, non-league minnows against superstar Premier League sides. It's David V. Goliath and tomorrow at Rosette Park, Northern Premier League Marine, welcome Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. Virtual tickets, clever sponsorship initiatives and a side that have pitted their wits to already battle through as underdogs to take on the side who, when the draw was made, were top of the Premier League table. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome along as we have a special podcast for you here, looking ahead to the biggest game in Marines history as Tottenham Hotspur do come to town. Alongside me, the Echoes non-league expert Sam Carroll. We've got the uh, Marine manager, Neil Young, to come later on in the podcast. But before that, Sam, how do you sort of sum up this occasion and I suppose the memories that will be created already on this cut run for Marine but this game against Tottenham that is just hours away now well, Honestly it's uh, it's unbelievable I, I always say to people that when I uh, my first kind of role at the Echo was, was part time covering uh, the non-league the girl who'd done it before me Emma Sanders she, she moved to the BBC uh, I, it was only one, one day a week you know you'd ring the non-league managers and, and build the contacts and this is obviously the the biggest story to to happen and and I think you know when I first started covering non-league I you know I knew Everton as as a massive Evertonian myself you know you know about Liverpool and Tramia you know just from watching a lot of football but I ne- I never understood what went into non-league I never understood anything about volunteers and committees and finances and and how hard managers work and you know getting a team together and what it takes to be successful. And also how, if you are successful, you can very quickly move through the leagues. You know, we're seeing it again now with teams close to home, like Waddington Rylands and Lower Breck. You know, if you've got the right management, the right players, you can move up through the leagues very quickly. And, you know, Marine, what a what a legacy they've already got in local local football. You know, they have a lovely ground um, on College Road, which, which I can't wait to get back to on Sunday. I, I, and now with no fans being there, I know that I'm, very lucky to go to that game and very appreciative of that chance. But I just love everything about the story. You know, there's, there's a lot kind of being thingied about this Tottenham game, but a lot of people won't know. Marine have won seven games to get here. They went to Colchester United in League Two, you know, Tier Four, Marina Tier Eight, and they beat them on penalties away from home. Then they beat Havens and Waterlooville, you know, another two tiers above them. Uh, last minute of extra time on College Road. Um, last month and, and then they draw the then Premier League leaders so everything about it has just been great you know they nearly went out in the extra preliminary stages um, at the very beginning of the FA Cup all the way back in the summer so for me it's 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 fairy tale stuff it's it's magical stuff and, and you know listening to Neil Young uh, you know as someone uh, like himself you know got a long history of you know working for Mersey Rail here in the city all the lads who've got, you know, full-time jobs. What what a chance it is for them to go out there and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, cause the biggest shock in FA Cup and potentially sport and history. Yeah, we're going to hear from Neil very shortly indeed. But just one last one for you, Sam, before we do. Just in terms of 
what it means for the collective of non-league. I remember we did a podcast when the non-league season was null and void back in the springtime and there was obviously a lot of anger and a lot of emotion in that. But I suppose you said before, it's like magical, it's a fairy tale. I suppose the year in which we've all been through, through 2020, to get this tie to start 2021 is sort of just the shot in the arm that non-league needs and what you can believe in if you do sort of keep going and the opportunities do fall your way as they have for Marine? Yeah, for, for Marine, you know, look, the, the virtual ticket scheme they've done after the government confirmed fans won't be able to go. I think 5,000 tickets sold, uh, you know, and that's not just Marine supporters, that's Everton fans, Liverpool fans, Trammy fans and Spurs fans and just football fans in general. That, for me, is amazing. That shows the power of football. We've had Jamie Callagher come in and sponsor uh, the dugouts and the training where we've had Budweiser come in and put a, a Budweiser fridge in the changing room and sponsor some more things. We've had JD Sports sponsoring the sleeves of the of the kit. All, all this stuff is great. Uh, and, and Marine, you would like to think, you know, that the, the television money, uh, the competition money from winning each round is, is now easily into the hundreds of thousands, you know, a, a six-figure sum. Uh, for, so for a club in the eighth tier in, in COVID times, that that is a life changing amount of of money. I, I would say for the next couple of seasons, certainly. Um, but it also does kind of remind us of the responsibilities that we have as a footballing community on a wider scale. I think you know this is great for Marine, but this is only Marine. And and look, I'm not. You know they've worked so hard to get to this, uh, and and it is truly fantastic. But you know if if anyone is listening who who has a kind of interest in non league, if you can over the next few months. You know, if the season goes ahead, obviously, uh, because that's a, another hurdle to, to get past. But if you can get down and support anyone else, you know, locally, you know, whether you're listening to this in Liverpool or, or wherever you kind of come from, if there's a local team in the lower leagues, in the non-leagues, you know, get down, buy a ticket, buy a programme, buy a pint and, and try and support them as best they can, just as Marine fans were going to do in the thousands, you know, if this game would have been played with fans. So I think, you know, amazing, you know, uh, as I say on on this podcast, there was people crying in the stands after Marine beat Havant and Waterlooville in the second round because they knew what a big moment that was for the club. And, and you know, it gets you as well. You know, I, I was biting my lip a little bit. It's, it was an emotional moment to be at the ground that night. Um, so, you know, that just shows you the power of football, the power of the FA Cup and how much people at that club deserve this moment on Sunday. So that's what I'm mostly looking forward to, to, you know, Hopefully those people at the club can get in, can watch the game. Hopefully, you know, all Marine fans can have, you know, in the in the families or the bubbles, whoever you're with, you know, a little party, get some food and some drinks in, have a good night, enjoy the moment. And let's hope the Liverpool non-league scene as a whole com- comes out the other side of coronavirus because Marine and every single club in Liverpool, you know, in the greater Liverpool area are superb clubs with superb people and hard work and volunteers. And, and they all deserve to to keep fighting, to keep fighting and keep trying to move up those leagues and, and continue the kind of proud heritage we have as scouts for, for, for footy and for the, for the non-league scene as well. 
Yeah, definitely. Let's hear from the man who has made Marine Dream then, Neil Young, speaking on battling coronavirus to even get through to the third round. The David V. Goliath journey. They've already been on the prospect, of course, of facing Jose Mourinho and a uh, word of knowledge that he picked up from a former Liverpool boss along the way. Here he is speaking with myself and Sam, beginning by talking about the mood in the camp ahead of the big game. Obviously, we've had some, you know, been on a cup cup journey, if you like, with the FA Cup, and you know, with Chester and Colchester and Havant. Um, so, in terms of preparation, it's much the same. We haven't had many games in between them games, yeah. uh, with you know, with, with with the COVID restrictions. We haven't played obviously now since since Boxing Day, but everyone's looking forward to it. Obviously, from a personal perspective, the you know the media attention and the interviews, etc., have gone through the roof as you would expect, but. You know, we've got to embrace that. It's up in the profile of the football club. But in terms of the players and our preparation, it's been a little bit, you know, um, skewed from normal because of obviously we've got two COVID tests. We've had one lot already. We've got another lot this evening. Um, and just trying to find anywhere to train <laughs> is another problem because obviously <laughs> our pitch is covered. And like, you know, most leisure centres have been closed due to the national lockdown. Um, we did have another another pitch to go to, but that's been that's frozen solid. So um, we're just working on a few things at the moment. So yeah, it's um, a real David and Goliath story, even more so with with the training issues. Yeah, Neil, that, that sort of alludes on to what I was going to ask you about. This season, obviously, we sort of know when it gets to FA Cup time, we always hear about sort of the part-timers playing against the pros. But with COVID and all of the regulations and restrictions, how sort of more difficult has, have all of the preparations been for this? Because you guys are all part-time holding down full-time jobs as well as playing football. It must have been a logistical nightmare for you guys. It is a logistical nightmare. To be fair to to be fair to our lads, you know we've we've hammered them um, with information. You know we've been on them all the time about responsibilities, and, and you know sometimes it's not your responsibilities. You have to rely on others. But what we've said collectively as a group is that you know we've also got to look after ourselves, but we've also got to look after each other and each other's families. Um, so that's what we tried to do. Uh, you know over the whole part of of COVID, you know because in the earlier round of this competition, if you remember. If you had a positive, if you had positive COVID cases, then you basically had to forfeit your forfeit your place in the round. So we've been working to that ever since Chester, really, in terms of how how important it is. Um, these COVID tests take on a different challenge because, as you know, from a non-league perspective, we don't carry a lot of numbers squad-wise. Nineteen, twenty players in the main. You know, if you look at Derby County, you're potentially you know going to have to pull out the whole twenty uh, threes and eighteens. We don't have that luxury. So, you know, if, if we were to have a COVID cases, etc., you know, it the, then results come back after the FA Cup deadline. So, you know, that's that's my biggest nervous moment at the moment is in terms of preparation is making sure that we get all our lads through the COVID um tests and we have a full full team full squad to pick from come Saturday morning. You talk about managers wrapping the players in, in Cornwall, but I imagine at the moment you're just saying, apart from coming to training, just just don't leave the house and, and make sure that you you, you you keep retaining those negative tests. Well, it's, it just goes back to what you just said, isn't it? You know, obviously the likes of Spurs, Tottenham Hotspur and, and other clubs, they're in bubbles in the main, where our lads have got to go to work and in different environments. Yeah. So, as I said earlier, they could do 
everything they could, but there might be somebody else who's been irresponsible or even asymptomatic. You know, it doesn't have to be irresponsible. Could be asymptomatic, don't know they have it and, and pass it on that way. So we've got a much larger chance of of getting it. But as I said earlier, you know, so far, um, you know, I'm keeping everything crossed. Our lads have been, you know, superb with it and, and hope, hopefully that will continue into into tonight's testing and tomorrow's results or Saturday morning probably results. What what are some of the some of the, the jobs that the lads have, Neil? Is it is it a lot of lads working from home at the moment, or is the lads out on, you know, construction sites and stuff like that? Or is it a, a pretty broad mix? I think it's a broad mix. I don't know what they all do. Obviously we've got some lads who work on the NHS or Danny works in the NHS, we've got refuse collector, we've got teachers, um, we've got coaches, you know, we yeah. you know, we've got a variety of, of jobs like you would expect in, in most dressing rooms. I'm not sure about their their own commitments in terms of working from home. I'm working from home and that's that's what I'm doing. But you know, um, there's there's a number of them I definitely know aren't working from home and can't work from home. So yeah, that that that's always there. But you know, it's, it's a case of you know we we deal with what we can when when it comes. And and you've you've worked on on the trains for for a lot for a, a decent amount of time. Have you became a bit of a a minor celebrity in work at the moment? Everyone must be talking to you about the big game. Well, I've been major rail to be fair to you know have supported me throughout my football journey. Really, I've been there now twenty eight years in various yeah. roles. Um, you know real good company to work for yeah you know people are excited you know people are excited for, for, for myself you know you know it's you know I've been in football a long time and in different roles with different football clubs um but yeah this you know from a game from a single game perspective you know this is obviously the pinnacle for me to you know to be able to come up against Jose Mourinho and, and obviously a fantastic Tottenham team and and just on that then how, how this week uh, how do you plan to to take on Jose Mourinho and, and Tottenham? Just what what's been the kind of how how have you planned out your sessions and stuff in training this week? Well, you do you do due diligence, don't you? You know, yeah. uh, You know, we've done a lot of work on them. Got a lot of games off them. We've had some you know some help off Liverpool. To be fair, in terms of being able to get access to to, to the games, you know, we don't have those facilities. But you know, they've been very good to us to help us get access to them games yeah. um, so you know we, we've looked at them we've looked at them in, obviously in the Europa League we've looked at them in the in the League Cup the FA Cup and in the Premier League you know um, and all you can do as I've said before you know we have an ideal, an idealist way of, of the game that isn't going to happen we've got to be pragmatic we've got to be organised I've got to set the lads up how I believe is going to give us best opportunity to negate Tottenham well and, you know, Leeds haven't been able to do it in this last week. Brentford haven't been able to do it in the League Cup. So, all I can do is prepare as best we can. And then, all I know is when I put the lads out on that pitch, they will give absolutely everything that they've got. And that's all you can ask. I suppose it must be difficult as well for you, Neil, in terms of, you're talking there of planning, of planning for which Tottenham team you're going to face. You sort of alluded to Derby County through COVID might have to put out their under-23s and, and 18s, but Tottenham Hotspur sort of have an array of the World Cup winning captain in goal in Hugo Lloris, England captain Harry Kane at the top end of the pitch, or pretty much a full shadow squad in which they could also put out. Yeah, I mean, you only have to look at it. You know, you look at the subs on... Um, on what was it Tuesday night? Tuesday night against Brentford. Yeah. Adavarald, Lamella, you know, they got Lacelso, Naitanga, um, you know, Roden, I don't even think was on the bench, Deli Ali. So, you know, and what one thing you know with 
with with with Jose, he takes every cup competition seriously. You know where where you might expect, and maybe in other clubs you'll come up against a number of twenty threes. If you look through his squad, apart from I think it's Skip, I don't think they've um, I don't think there's many twenty threes even got in the in the squad in Europa League games. So I won't be expecting many of them on Sunday. I do think they'll be very strong, um, and and uh, you know, and from a from a TV spectacle, I'm, I'm sure that's what everybody would like. Maybe not, maybe not me like, but I'm sure from the TV. <laughs> the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. And and look looking at your your own ranks, Neil. It, it must be a. I was having a little flick through the uh, the history books earlier, and and one of Dave Raven's only competitive appearances for Liverpool came against Spurs in the League Cup, a, a, a big night for him. And you know, for the man who, who scored that, what I'm sure will be a, a, a famous Marine goal against having Niall Cummins. There's there's so many nice stories, isn't there, for for Marine at the moment to kind of. You know, for those lads to, to have this chance to to take on Premier League opposition for what could be the the, the final time in in their sporting careers. Well, if you look at it, you know the FA Cup. Me growing up, um, you know, and I'm sure Raybo and, and Niall, um, you, you know, the FA Cup is always all about fairy tale stories, and this yeah. is this is one of them fairy tale stories where you know a tier eight team who comes you know through nearly goes out in the prelim round. Um, you know, gets momentum, goes through seven seven rounds of football, and then draws at the time the Premier League leaders. You know, out the hat, and you know a manager who is probably one of the best managers that's ever managed in the game. A number of captains from various countries, world class players, World Cup winners. You know, so it, it it is fairy tale stuff. You know, and we we want to enjoy it, but also we want to make sure. That we put a spectacle on, you know, for the people that are watching in terms of what we're about, not just in in terms of the game, but you know, we want people to go away from Marine, um, thinking, you know, what a what a good club that was, and is, and and that will be part of the occasion. But I think one of one of the nicest kind of parts of the last seven days or so has been seeing, you know, the likes of Jamie Carragher, Budweiser, you know, a, a lot of companies coming in to to help sponsor the occasion and and to. You know, drive up that, you know, revenue from the day that has otherwise been lost by supporters. You know, not being able to to come to the game. What what do you think it means for Marines? You know, a, a lot of media focus and uh, the spectacle, of course, is on the game itself. But looking past that, what what does it mean for the future of Marine? You know, as someone who's just signed a new long term contract with the club, hopefully. The, the money you make from from this is 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 going to go a long way, isn't it, to get Marine back to where you want them to be in you know in the football and pyramid. Yeah, well, anyone who knows me knows I wouldn't have signed a long term contract if I didn't think it you know it, it was right for the football club and for myself. Yeah, you know, you know, we've done a lot of work behind the scenes over a period of time now. From a structural perspective, you know, we've got a strategic plan going forward. The clubs confirmed that that what what I was asking and what, what where we're looking to go. Um, is where they want to go. So we're all singing off the same, same hymn sheet. The media attention, yeah. If I'm honest, you know it's 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 hard. It's hard, you know, because there's, there's so much attention you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Um, and I think the club and themselves have been taken aback about the amount of of media attention. But as I've said, you know, it's a week or it's two weeks, whatever it is. You know, we have to embrace it. It ups the profile of our football club. It shows our football club off. 
not only locally, but but you know, not even just you know domestically in the world. So it's important that we do things right. It's important that we cover as much uh, media attention as we possibly can. And as you as you say, you know, financially, it's a massive help for the football club. Very difficult times. And it's been well supported, you know, through various sponsors. You know, we've mentioned Jamie Character, Budweiser. But, you know, you've also got the virtual tickets, which has been so well supported by the football community. And in particular, you know, Tottenham Hotspur and, the, yeah. and their supporters. Neil, just just sort of on that and, and everything the club's done off the pitch, I know at your level as manager, it's about a lot more than just being the guy who puts the cones out and takes the team. You'll be involved right from the top, right down to the bottom of the, the running of the club. How proud have you been of the initiative that you guys have shown in terms of doing the virtual ticketing, in terms of advertising this game and, and putting it on for an international audience? Because we know, obviously, this would have been the dream of a lifetime for you guys to have your fans there. COVID's meant that's not possible, yet you guys have shown such brilliant initiative to come up with different ways of publicising this. I think it goes back to the point I was just talking about, really, there, and the fact that you know, think if you look, that this is our new way of working. You know, obviously, you don't get Tottenham around the corner all the time, but strategically, the club are moving forward. There's a lot of work goes on behind the scenes to see how we can do things best. Part of my contract is that, you know, I, I look after basically everything on the football side, you know, and they uh, and have the autonomy over that football, you know, that, that the football area. And the club, the directors, the committee and the volunteers you know, working so hard behind the scenes, as you say, to come up with the initiatives that we have. And you have to, you know, when you draw a game like Tottenham in a normal world, um, without the pandemic, you know, you, you, you're talking, you know, revenue-wise, a lot of money, you know, and this this game ain't going to come round. It hasn't come round in 126 years. The who <laughs> says it's going to come round again, you know. So you have to try and maximise those opportunities when you can. You know, particularly when you're Marine in the eighth tier, where, you know, we, we do fundraising events every year to try and raise something. So every five years we can we can make some sort of improvements to the ground. You know, we've got a massive community, you know, following and they do so much work in the community. So all these things are important. And when we get it, you know, when we've played seven games and we've I think we've earned the right to maximize wherever we can revenues for you know for the for the club for this from this cup tie. And for for any Marine fans listening, Neil, I think I think we have to kind of touch on on them a little bit, don't we? In terms of you know, every Marine supporter I think I've ever met is just totally fanatical about the club. You know, they they love it and and they love watching the lads and and you know the relationships they can form with the players after after the games. You know, whether it's having a drink with them or you know the, the people waiting outside the the grounds after the having game to get pictures and and give the lads a clap and stuff, which is which is just amazing. What, what, what's your message to, to them, obviously, with them not being able to be present? And I know they'll be in the gardens <laughs> watching or watching it on on the telly, but I, I imagine you have a really strong bond with a, a lot of the fans as well and, and, and must be equally gutted that, that they won't be there to, to see the lads. Yeah, we talked about my new, my new contract before and, and the fan base was part of that, you know, part yeah. of why I agreed to that and the fact that, it's, you know, we... I was amazed. Obviously, we've got a core, hardcore of, of supporters, but we all, we're also a lot of people's, you know, second favourite team. If Liverpool or Everton aren't playing, even Tramier in some cases, yeah. people down to Marine. Um, the most gutting thing is, and I think it's, you know, it's well documented 
from myself and the players that our biggest disappointment here is that we can't have fans in to see this game, you know, and some of these supporters who've supported the club for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years in some cases don't have the opportunity, you know, to come to Marine and see Tottenham Hotspur live and Jose Mourinho um, live. Um, and that's been the biggest disappointment. No fans at Chester, no fans at Colchester, no fans against Havens. It's um, it's really disappointing. Um, but the good thing is, you know, we have been selected as the main game on BBC TV. Yeah. Which does give our supporters... You know the the opportunity to watch the game live. I know it's 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 only second fiddle and to, to actually watching it in the ground. Um, and as I said, that's why we were so keen to keep the ground game at Marine. And and as you know, up until probably two weeks ago, we 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 were allowed to have five hundred in. Um, but this pandemic's not going away, and you know everyone's health and safety is is the main thing. Um, and hopefully, you know our supporters. I'm sure they will. You know, will be getting right behind us and from their living rooms. Um, but all I can say is that we'll be giving our absolute best, um, like we have done throughout, you know, the cup campaign and, and the league campaign, and hopefully, you know, we'll make them proud. And, and you've touched on on them a little bit earlier in, in the interview, but you, you talk about the volunteers, and and I think sometimes maybe pe- people who you know do just follow Everton or Liverpool or Tramier or whoever it is sometimes don't have an idea of how much volunteers, you know, not just at Marine but across non-league how much of their lives they can kind of put into the club. And, and it hit me at the having game. I, I was lucky enough to be in there. And when I turned around, there was there was club officials, club volunteers, you know, crying their eyes. I'll be uh, what your team has achieved. Can, can you kind of put into perspective for listeners what some people give to the club, what some people have given to Marine over these last few weeks, you know, purely out of the, the goodness of the heart and, and purely in the spare time that, that they can offer? It's, it's it's volunteers throughout non-league. You know, people don't realise what part they play. Obviously, yeah. my previous one of my previous roles was at Chester Football Club, which was a fan-owned club, and, and volunteers. And that's where it hit home to me more than anywhere that how much um, football clubs mean to, to volunteers, mean to supporters, mean to communities. You know, and and, and to see that first hand at Chester, and then come to Marine. And, and see a very similar scenario. I always say, people say to me, you know, I always say your club. Because as, as a manager, you know, normally as a manager, you'll come in and you'll go, you'll come and you'll go at some stage. You know, will it be two, three, five years, depending on where you're currently at. Um, but supporters and people, directors, usually in non-league circles, have been there all their lives. Will that be 30 years? Will that be 40 years? And I've always said, you know, I get the greatest satisfaction. Not uh, obviously, you, you'd enjoy winning football matches. You know, that's your job. But yeah. I get the greatest satisfaction in seeing what you've just talked about there. You know, people crying with elation. Feel people, you know, can't believe what's happening. I go down the club yesterday, and the FA Cups there, and yeah. there's all this, all this media attention, and you know, to see the the people's faces. Paul Leary, you know, Dave Mack, um, Richard. All of all the all the fans and and commit committee members that have been doing this week in week out, day in day out for you know for for no reward you know apart from watching their team and supporting the team. Um, this day is for is for all them people. You know, it's not just for the people who can be there on the day, obviously, because there's many volunteers that won't be able to be there on the day. But the, the lifeblood of of virtually every non-league club in some way, shape, or form. 
And this game is obviously it's for for all the Marines um, volunteers um, and supporters, but I think it's also for all non-league volunteers to say this is what can happen. This is this is this is achievable from anybody. You know, you got a yeah. little bit of luck with the draw, etc. But this is achievable for everybody, and and I'm hoping. Well, I think so. You know, everyone will be right behind Marine from whatever club for that. You know, Sunday at five o'clock. And, and to to go back to the game, then you're going to come up against, as you've said yourself, one of the most legendary and successful football managers. Probably probably will go down all time. Jose Mourinho, what what are you expecting from him? And it's it's disappointing, isn't it, that in in other times you couldn't, I don't know, have a, have a drink in the office after the game or something like that. But what will it be like to to pit pit your wits against Jose? Well, from a personal perspective, I've you know I've done a few interviews, and I always link myself back to when I started doing this. You know, probably twenty four years ago now on the pitches of you know, of Birkenhead on the bit in the Birkenhead Sunday League with, with Queen's Park and then, you know, and then my journey started there, so, you know, from Putin Vicks Rill and Camel Aids, Colwyn Bay, Chester, Stockport, Altingham, you know, to Halifax and to Marine. Um yeah. but I always link back to, to Queen's Park and if someone would have told me, you know, irrespective of, of, of what I've done in, in terms of winning competition winning titles at Chester, that I'd be sharing a pitch in the third round of the FA Cup, you know, <laughs> Mourinho you know, um, you would never have believed it, you know, and it's a very proud moment, you know, personally, you know, it's a very proud moment to, to do that. But again, I'm only, I don't play, so I'm only as good as, as the as the players that go out there and perform. Um, you know, and I've got to put, take my hats off to these lads who've took on information week in, week out, game in, game out, particularly in this FA Cup running against, you know, some real tough opponents. Colchester away for me being the, you know, the proudest moments um, for me in my time at Marine because yeah. that is an unbelievable result. And, you know, and that's given us all the opportunity, you know, of, of sharing a pitch with Tottenham and me to, to meet to meet Joe saying, as you say, you know, one of the decorated mani- most decorated managers in the world um, and, and, and legendary status and rightly so. So, yeah, we, we may not be able to share the drink, but I'm sure he, might, he may have a little bit of advice for us along the way. On that on that topic of advice and things, Neil, I was reading a, a background, a, an interview you, you'd done previously, dating back to your time when you were at Real and you were in the uh, UEFA Cup qualifying rounds, and you came up against Roy Hodgson's Viking side, I, I think it was at the yeah. time, and he passed a few words of wisdom on to you back then. Yeah, it was a, you know it's part of the learning curve, and, and, and you know a great opportunity. I was actually talking about this. Today. A manager, a young, another young manager at another club yesterday, actually, and I said I was afforded that opportunity to to play against to Viking Stavanger, and um, and actually Roy Hodgson gave us a lift uh, <laughs> in his car, believe it or not, into, into Stavanger um, after we went to watch them the week before we played him in the UEFA Cup, and just a genuine, open, nice guy, you know. Um, but to be able to spend, I think it was probably about an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes in his in his company and listen to some of his stories, some of his advice. As a young coach at that time, you know that really made a mark on me, and 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 it's one of the memories that will stick with me forever, as will, as will Sunday. Well, just to finish then, Neil, because we we are so grateful for you. You're giving up a, a slice of your time, and and as you're saying, it must be absolutely crazy. The the attention you talk about. Managers who will tell the players, you know, don't play the occasion, go and play the game. But 
is this one of those one in, as you're saying, 126 year chances where have you just got to say to the lads, you know, when when that referee buzzer goes on the weekend, go and play the occasion, go and enjoy it, go and have a good time because this might never come around again. Is it going to be that sort of team talk? I think it's a little bit of that. You know, we've got personal pride as well. You know, we, you know, yeah. we want to make sure that you know that we we go out there and put and put a show on. What that show will look like against the the opposition, you know, can look in different ways. As long as we're organised, I know they'll give everything that they've got. If they perform like they have done in the other rounds of the competition, we'll be fine. You know, until, yeah. you know we, we, we might get beat, we might win, but we might get beat 4-5-0. But at the end of the day, if they put that effort in and that work ethic, you know, we'll, we will surprise a few people. And, you know, hopefully, you know, people will see what why we are in the third round of the FA Cup. Well, Neil, let's hope for the, uh, for, for the, for the biggest result of them all. We're, we're, we're all behind you for the... For the Marine win. Thank you so much for uh, for your time. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Neil Young there speaking with us here, looking ahead to Marine versus Tottenham Hotspur. And Sam, I think he, he sums it up brilliantly there at the end by sort of talking about the occasion and how much it will mean. A few hundred might not be there, but there'll be thousands and more back at home watching on the TV and giving all of their support to Marine. Yeah, that, 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 that's that's it, isn't it? I, I'm just hoping now that I think Neil summed it up at the end and there, you know, didn't he? That this isn't just a an exercise for them to go out and go, where they see you, come in, lads, you know, your Premier League, get your goals, get your win, get out. Marina full of pride, full of determination. No FA Cup tie has ever been played like this, as Neil's pointed out. They haven't played a league game since Boxing Day. You know what I mean? That's it's it's it's, it's going to be tough for them. They're not playing regular football. They hadn't been playing regular football even before that. Um, so th- there's a lot that is going against them. But they're organised. They're talented. There's some good young players who I've got no doubt will not spend their entire football career um, in in the eighth tier. Uh, you know whether that's Whit Marine or someone else because you know as we mentioned in that podcast, Neil signed a contract until 2024 now. You know, and he's looking to take Marine back up the, the pyramid. So hopefully all those Marine fans, anyone listening, you know, get behind the lads as you can. Uh, and, and I promise that if, if I'm if I'm there on Sunday and, and Marine score, I'll I'll try and celebrate uh, celebrate properly for you. Yeah, brilliant stuff. It is, of course, live on BBC One. Build up from 4.30. Kickoff is 5 o'clock on Sunday night. Stick with Sam as well for coverage across the Echo. He will be there watching the action. Marine welcoming Tottenham Hotspur in the FA Cup third round. Thanks for joining us here for this podcast special. My thanks goes to Sam Carroll and, of course, Marine manager Neil Young for giving us such a brilliant insight and so much of his time ahead of what is a huge game. But thanks for joining us here. Until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.